going to speak a little bit on uh, obedience. Um, and, and the importance of obedience and where we have put obedience. We actually move it, moved it from its proper biblical place and placed it on other things over it as studying the Word of God and as uh, being faithful or operating in faith and stuff. And all that is excellent because that, that's, the Bible says that we should study to show ourselves proof. But we forget. Remember, I used to be a baker, so let me explain it my way. A baker create, takes the, uh, the ingredients, and if it's a certain ingredient missing, it may look good, but it still will not produce what it was called to be. The missing ingredients in the, st- in the, in the Christian aroma is obedience. We fast at times, we study at times, we seek when we ask, and we humbly come and worship, but we fail to be obedient, and that's what we were asking for. So baking powder and baking soda, when they combine properly, causes the cake to rise up, and it maintains it while it's being cooked from within out. So when it comes out of the oven, it maintains its structure. So when you cut it open, it, you have those little holes inside, those air little pockets. That's what keeps the cake up strong. Obedience is those little pockets. They maintain you that while you're going to a storm and standing on faith causes you to break through. There is a great need for the church to walk in obedience. When revelation is exalted above obedience, we have a great problem. Knowledge and revelation, it's a, it's a snare without obedience. And James 4.17 says, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and does it not, to him it is sin. And 2 Peter 2.21 says, It is better for him to not to know than to know and not to do. So in, in, as a sin, we're being judged, those who sin. But for those who call themselves the children of God, for those who are claiming to have the blood of Jesus upon them and open the word, the word of God, the living word, and study it and say and pray and say and fast, proclaim, and still are not being obedient to what they say. The word God says, you better off not even touching it because it's, it's going to be worse for you. But if the Christian gets the understanding because obedience, what causes your obedience to do is to fall in love with God. Notice I, I calm down, so I'm going to take my time because I want you to get to understand me. Blessings, we become blessing seekers instead of obedience unto God. We go for miles because there's a certain speaker that's going to be speaking in in an area, in a church somewhere or or in a stadium, and we'll bypass starving people, hurting people, crying people, homeless people. We'll pass by them because we have to get to our destiny because I need my blessing. Ooh, that was a good word. I'm ready for tomorrow. And then you're going back home, passing the same journey, passing by those people, and never take the time to say, bless you, lay hands on them, pray for them, 
You don't know if that person you passed by was just thinking about killing themselves. But you know what? I got minds. Because if we really are blessed and understand that we are blessed, we are compelled to move in behalf of those in the, on the side road. You know why? Because one day, you were on the side road. And somebody said, Jesus loves you. Passing forward what you receive. If I could give this illustration, we allow a half-baked cakes or lopsided cakes. Because we are taking the ingredient of obedience in the product and not for being stand how we are. Now, we can stand and quote. Oh, but that's not what the word says. The word says this, that, this. Stand behind me, devil. You can't bother me. I'm sick. By thy stripes, I've been healed. But when it comes to obeying what we preach, it's a whole nother story. I can paint a pretty picture. Oh, Elvis, bad. He's hot. But you don't know what I'm doing in the background. See, when I close the door and I walk into my wife, pastor said here one time, there's only one person can tell you who, if he's a real man of God. That's his wife. So when I go home to my wife, am I still acting the way I act in front of you or I act different in front of her? You will never know. But he does. And he'll never let me get away with anything. You know why? Because when we operate in disobedience, what we actually do is remove ourselves from the covenant of God. When we're in obedience, remember Joe? Remember Joe? Do you remember Joe? He couldn't be touched. Actually, the devil had to ask permission to touch him. Oh, sure, he worships you, God. Sure, he trusts you, God. Sure, he believes in you. You're protecting him. Your obedience becomes a shield and a hub of protection over you and those that you are standing for. So if he can keep you from being obedient to what you believe, instead of being affected, all you become is a sounding symbol. And I have, it's sadly to say, the many Christians, you know, I understand the world because I don't believe in God. But even though I've run into a lot of people in the street and they begin to quote the word, they mean, I go, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. And some of them, I can't tell the difference between them and Christians. Oops. See, it's not important if you think I'm all that. Can I be honest? I don't care if you think I'm all that. I'm above that. There was a time that I would cry, that I was wondering, oh, are they going to receive me? I don't care anymore. I really don't care. You know why? You didn't die for me. You're not my Savior. My Savior is Jesus. And my hope is based on nothing less but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. And you know, with all that, I still can't boast. You know why? Because I'm not all that because I'm, I'm studying or, or there's a calling in my life. I'm all that simply because I acknowledge that without him, I'm a wretch. And since I accepted the Lord and Savior as my king, as my master, the blood of Jesus is upon me. Then the father who loves the son more than he loves creation, us. He is compelled to move in our behalf because he sees the blood of his son who he adores. Amen. But we walk in because we think we're all that. We all, you don't understand. I got doctor this and I, I studied that and I, I mastered this. And God says, not interested because the blood is not upon you. Amen. God is awesome, man. 
when we get to understand the humbleness of them, you know, the, the greater we get to understand God, the greater we get to understand how dumb we've been. How many times I look at him and say, boy, you're stupid. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you a secret. You know, but I mean, something that you guys don't understand. Uh, education hasn't been my strongest point. Um, actually, I read and write because what I've started to believe, what God has done for me. See, I believe, I believe that God gave me the desire to learn, but failed to give me the ability to learn. What a lie from hell. <laughs> and it wasn't until I got to the understanding that he gave me a mind of Christ. <laughs> I said, wow, wait up, let me stop for a second. The mind of Christ. That's the mind that created Adam's mind, and Adam was a genius. He had to name everything and bring it back every time. Lions and tigers and bears. Lord, with a monkeys, Jim Pansies, <laughs> crack it out. He, he named everything and remembered everything. I said, he was a genius. And the guy said, nah, nah, I didn't give you that mind. I gave you my mind. I said, wait a minute. If I have the mind of Christ, then I don't have a lack of reading and writing and speaking. That's right. The devil is a liar. That's right. <laughs> See, we're so interested in wanting to know oh, where God wants me to be and what God wants me to do instead of, Lord, how do you want me to serve you? How do you want me to seek you? God is awesome, man. And we know that. And once we get to understand that obedience just causes you to get into an alignment with his will. I was asking, the pastor called me the other night, Friday night, and he said, I need you to speak today. So I started to write things down. So this morning, I start, got on my computer, and I started to put it organized so I can know what the heck I'm talking about. I get a call this morning from Minister Dave. He goes, the boiler is out. And I went, okay, Lord, I guess you really want me to trust you. <laughs> Because my notes are all over the place. But my God ain't. Mm -mm. Wisdom and knowledge is awesome because the Bible tells us to seek, to study, and show itself a proof. I don't knock it. The Bible orders us to. But you will sit down with some Christians and you will ask them a simple question. And they will ask you, well, you know, I'm fasting. Or, no, I'm sorry. You will ask them, you know, are you fasting or do you understand the fasting? And they'll give you the breakdown from A to C, what it means, what, how to fast, how not to fast, what to use to fast, what kind of fast, the Daniel fast, the this fast, the that fast. They'll talk to you about tithing. They'll break it down to you, the pluses, the negatives of it. But then they go to the question is, well, I'm still praying to the Lord. That he, should I tithe or not? Or I'm, I'm waiting for the Lord to give me the timing for, for fasting. But though they just gave you a whole scenario of what it means and how to apply it, but never apply it themselves. We boast or put in a spectacle of um, wisdom and knowledge and revelation, and we have obedience down here. Which you don't understand? The ingredient has to be married. Because if you take the revelation of God and add obedience to it, you're unstoppable. There's nothing you can't do. Because now you're not just talking the walk, you're walking the walk. Amen. That's when Deuteronomy comes in into effect, when the devil comes at you in one direction and fleets in several. And he's coming at you and he goes, uh-oh, Minister Helen has been awakened. Not only she knows, but she's being obedient to what she knows. I can't touch her. Actually, 
since she's operating in the understanding of obedience, <laughs> I have to submit to her. I don't want to submit to her, so I walk away and look for another. Amen. Are you the other, or you're the one that he's running from? Amen. See, I'm not talking about the world. I understand the world. They don't even conceive Jesus Christ. They, for them, some of them are still a story. But to us, it's reality, because we, were, we, we should have been dead. Amen. Because the grace of God, we are here today. And we know that because we just got slammed with a nasty storm. And where are we? You guys blew away by being here. Where are we? We're in the house of the Lord praising God. Amen. So am I talking to people who may have an idea? But not talking about people who are hungry or who want to know for God. But I'm trying to tell you the missing ingredient that's costing you from being average to being supernaturally. Take the principles that you've been studying and be obedient to it. Should I tie? Well, let me see. Manichai 8 says, should, I, should a man rub a God? The answer is, yes, we do every day. Bring the ties in. Some of you. <laughs> I got to admit, you know, we got some good ties here. We do. But some, and even some of the good ties, but some look good today because they didn't tie last week. There's a principle that needs to be maintained. Principle. If I take the cake out of the oven too early, it will fall. If I do not pull the full uh, uh, ingredients, it will not come out the same. It's constantly a principle that has to be a principle. Faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. What's the principle? The principle is faith comes by hearing. That's the principle. Faith comes by hearing. Remove the word of God and put whatever you want there. What you're constantly hearing, hearing, hearing is what you're going to produce. It's a principle. That's why the Bible has to say the word of God. Because God made the principle. And he says, now put the word of God. So we're constantly in the word of God. When we're constantly studying, if we're constantly in his face, if we're constantly doing what the word of God tells us, you cannot tell me that when somebody crosses you on the, on the highway, you're giving them the finger. <laughs> it's impossible. Because if you're in his face, you're dead to that. Actually, if you're in his face, you say, Lord, I pray that he makes a home safe. Now, in my job, you know, is that, um, uh, how are you talking about it? I, when I first got into the job six years ago, I was like working four blocks away, and I was saying, Lord, you know, I really need a, a permanent job. You know, Lord, you know, watch what you ask for. I said, Lord, you know, I, I don't care. I'll even take a split shift, you know, as long as you don't touch my Sunday. The next day, the phone rings. Come to report to 225 East 70 Thursday. A split shift off on Sundays. I went, Lord, I should have been a little more Pacific, shouldn't I? <laughs> but at the time, I needed the job, and I praise God. And when I walk in there, there was uh, uh, a Christian there who's been at the building 30-something years. What a blessing, right? A handyman, I said, I'm going to serve this man, and I'm going to learn everything I can so when he leaves, I, I can move into his position, right? Wrong. <laughs> that boy became a thorn in my flesh. <laughs> that boy kept me on my knees praying because I was about that close to open up a new can of whip up and <laughs> I hated that boy. I literally hated him. 
but he kept me on my knees. Because Lord, I can't be this. I, I, this is not what you saved me for. This is this is not what you called me for. You know, I had to learn to actually to go to him and ask and tell him that I forgive him and love him, and then apologize for things that I would, wasn't wrong on. Because God told me to, and I was like, okay. even my wife said, "What are you doing? Just being obedient, baby." I don't understand it, but I'm being obedient. That man took me to the managing company several times to fire me on lies. And I would just stand there and look at them. I'm going. And it will unfold itself. Six years later, the manager. My, my boss, before he left, Nick, sweetheart of a guy. A Muslim, sweetheart of a guy. Um, he sat me down one day. He says, Ross, I never talked to you. I said, what's up? He says, You've been with me for a while. He said, I want to show you something. And he shows the report that he had on me. And I'm reading it, and I said, whoa. I said, I know where this came from. He says, but I don't, I don't believe it. This, doesn't, this is not you. Everything they put here about you is not true. I said, well, I'm glad you see it. And I'm glad you're judging me for me. And I was there. He just, he, I didn't ask him. This has to be God. He was compelled to go on campaign for me throughout the board. No, Ross is my man. He's my right hand. Rose knows this. Rose takes care of this. Rose is able to do this. He started doing a campaign for me. And I'm going, that's right. (laughs) Go ahead, Holy Ghost. I'll just stand there and enjoy it. Go ahead. (laughs) They were talking about going into a set fight and not even have to fight. All I had to do is show up and go, I'm here. (laughs) When they were thinking about putting the new manager in, I went and spoke to one of the boys, and I says, you know, I'm thinking, oh, you want to, for the position? Yeah. I'm going to start campaigning for you. They went among each other. I asked one person for a letter of recommendation. I got, <laughs> I got about, there's 80 units. I got 75 letters. Wow. Mm. Amen. Go ahead. I, yeah, I got to the point, I says, this is you, God. I don't even have to fight. I'm not even going to argue. <laughs> 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 The most, I, then, you know, of course, I, I was nervous. So I called my father. I got the interview tomorrow. I'm not sure what to say. He goes, okay, let's, let's, let's practice. And he says, what do you know? I said, well, I do this and this and this. I said, do you have it? I done, 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 done. He goes, whoa, you got an unbelievable resume there. Slow down. Tell him this or this. He goes, I say, be yourself. I went to the meeting, sat down. It was the most weirdest interview. Most weird interview. She asked me maybe one or two questions, and then turned around. I was telling her what I wanted. <laughs> it, it, it was weird, and I went, "Hey, Holy Ghost!" <laughs> you know, I said, "Praise God!" Because, I'm, because I stood on a principle that I refused to allow my emotions to be sucked in to what the enemy was trying to rob me from. Amen. Say it again. Because I refused to get sucked in to what the enemy wanted to rob me from. I refused. I didn't say it was easy. I didn't say I didn't sometimes even dream. <laughs> that boy. I didn't say I didn't dream it sometimes. I didn't say I had to get up in the morning and say, Lord, forgive me for that one. <laughs> you know, I want to. You, know, you, you, you tasted it? <sighs> I think I opened several cans of whip. <laughs> but you know what I did? He came to me one day and asked me for forgiveness. And everybody say, get him, Ross. And I went, brother, I forgive you. And I gave him a hug. 
blew him and the staff away. In the natural, I had the right to tell this guy what's up. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you know? But instead, I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I study. I understand. Wait a minute. I got to apply the principle what God gave to me. He forgave me of all the foolishness. He had the right to say, well, Ross, I got this. Oh, wait a minute. The blood of Jesus. I had to. I was compelled to say, I forgive you. I was compelled. I was compelled. Even though every essence of my body wanted to go. <laughs> I was compelled to say, I love you. Forgive you. I pray for your family. I pray for you. I see him now and then. Josue, how you doing? God bless you. Keep going. And I pray for him. I said, Lord, I prayed that all these years, 30-something years in church, I pray for a revelation between yes. you and him. Yes. You know why? He is not my enemy. He is not my enemy. He is not my enemy. And as I learn to be obedient to God, you're going to go through certain things because there's a principle. Actually, Job went to certain things because God likes to show off. Amen. Yeah, God likes to show you off. Hey, have you seen my boy Tony? <laughs> hey, have you seen my girl? You know, God likes to take you in front of the devil and go, <laughs> you can't mess with this one. He loves me. No, you don't understand. God boasts about you. And that makes the devil even matter. So sometimes he goes, yeah, yeah, that's because you're protecting her. Stop, remove some of your protection. God says, okay, I'm going to remove a couple, but don't hurt her. Because I'm going to show you that her desire is for me. I'm going to show you that she's standing on a principle of obedience. That when the devil rises up to her, when she loses all she's still, and when in, in society, in the human race, she has the right to say, God, where are you? She can say, Lord, I worship you. And that what you took, God says, I'm going to turn it around and give him the blessings and yeah. put you down and bring me glory. We serve an awesome God. We serve a God that surpasses our intellect. You know, we try to analyze God. We can't. Because we're a peanut compared to his, his wisdom. I heard one time a, a, a Christian, a brother in Brooklyn Tamil, when I first gave my heart in 1979, he was a bus driver and he says, I've been serving the Lord for 25 years, and I come to the conclusion that it would, in the 25 years, I just learned that I scratched the surface of God. Mm-hmm. Now what? That's honorable man. Yes. 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 And then you get other brothers here. Oh, I've been serving God for years. <laughs> I went to Bible class. I got a certificate of this. and I, got that. I don't need to hear that. I know it already. Yeah, stay on over there and learn by yourself. So which one are you? The one that he's running from <laughs> or running to? Because if he's running from this group because they've been awakened, he's running to someone to he can torment. So sometimes, just because we're going through something does not mean that we're in wrong with God. He just might have finished boasting about you. Like I said, obedience is the connection to all the promises of God. To all the promises of God. Disobedience is the curse. Disobedience is always followed by deception. And James 1.22 says, But be ye doers of the word, 
and not just hearers of the word only, deceiving yourself. So disobeying God causes you to get into a deception. You, you, you begin to deceive yourself. You do something that you know you're not supposed to do, but you do it, and since you didn't see lightning, <laughs> I got away with it. That's okay. I repented. That's okay. The speaker said that if I fall, I got to get up and just ask forgiveness. I could continue going. Even though after I finished repenting, I steal again. But that's okay. I just repent again and keep on going. That's a self-deception. That's a self-beaten brother in Christ. The devil don't even have to mess with you. He said he's on the road for destruction. Leave him alone. That, he probably tells the demon, leave him. That boy's going straight to. But if you sit with him, he'll begin to spit out revelations and words of knowledge. And you're going, there's something missing on you, my brother. I see you speaking it. I see you trying to walk it. I see you do the side dances and stuff. But when, when nobody's around and I catch it around the corner, you're smoking or you're drinking or you're looking at some mama's going bad or you're saying things that you shouldn't be doing. This is a message to put yourself in jack. Lord, where am I missing it? You know what? You don't need no great revelation because you know better than anybody if you're being obedient to the word of God or not. You don't need to go fast for 40 days and 40 nights. Oh, I got the, <laughs> the enlightenment. Yes, Lord, I missed it over here. And I you know before you even ask. Because if you're that deep of deception that you don't even know that what you're doing is wrong, you need more help than anything you think. That's why when I hear Brothers and sisters in the Lord, no, I've just finished fasting for three days or, or I took 40 day fast, and the next thing in the other's mouth is blanket, 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 blanket. It's impossible. Impossible. See, before I got saved, every other word was a blank word. It's street. Well, blank this, well, blank that, well, blank you too. <laughs> yeah. But after I got some understanding, wait a minute. If I'm a child of God, he resides in me. I'm insulting my Lord. I had a four. In the beginning, blank. Oh, forgive me, Lord. Because out of the mouth that I praise you, I curse at the same time. Oh, my God. You know, self-deception, I wrote here, is the result of disobedience to what we hear and know and understand. Say we understand. Because if we truly understood, we won't be uh, disobedience to what God is telling us to do. God imparts revelation. One of the blessings of being obedient to the word. God imparts revelation to the doers of his word. Discernment comes to those who obey and do. I love it when you know a brother and sister is going to come and pray for you. And he's going to say, oh, the Lord is showing me. In the meantime, you know his lifestyle. 
You know, you know what I'm saying? You know the boy is doing what he shouldn't be doing. And, but he wants to, I got a revelation because I'm spiritual. And the Lord, the Lord is showing me, yeah, well, you know what that verse when it says, you know, won't you remove the, the log out of your eye for you can remove the speck out of your brother? How could you see what the Lord is going to show you to, to give me help when you're still in your mess? That's being self-deceived. And brother, some of these, they can speak. They got to give a gap. And they can come up with verses. And I look at them, man, I wish I could, you know, be careful what you say. <laughs> I wish I was like them. But I said, Lord, not like them. Able to, you know, just spit out words and, and revelations and stuff. But God says, don't worry about it. That's not where I called you at. Be faithful where I called you at. Be who I called you at. If you're the porter for the house, be the best porter of the house. You know what I'm saying? If you're the window fixer, be the best window fixer. When I became a baker, and that was uh, uh, my neighbor was the uh, head baker of the corporation. He came over to me because his stove was being fixed, and I had the mixtures and stuff in my house, and he wanted to uh, make some cakes for his mom. And um, I said, sure, come on over, Victor. His name was Victor. Not our pastor. It's not confusing. And um, he came over, he started making some cakes, and, and we're talking, we're laughing, we're goofing. And I'm just watching. Cool, cool. He left. Next morning, knocked on his door. I said, oh, you left one. He goes, what do you mean? And I showed him the cake. And he opened it up, saw the structure of it, and everything. He goes, I didn't see you write anything. No, I saw you. He goes, want a job? Bad move he made. Two years later, I had his job. I became the head baker two years later. Because my prayer was, Lord, make me the best baker Betsy Place ever had. Help me to serve this, serve them. So I could bless them, that will bless me, that I could bless my family, that I'd be able to give into to your mission. God says, oh, how did I can work with you? Two and a half years. I, actually, within the first year, I became the second highest paid guy in the corporation. The guy who has, doesn't have education. See, those of you who have degrees, praise God. For much is given, much is required. And those that don't, you are required to impart, not put down. Because the only one who can really boast is the God himself. He's the only one. So one year later, I became the second highest paid guy there. To a year and a half after that, I became the boss. And the boat goes, well, uh, boss, well, what kind of salary? I want the same thing you gave him, not a penny less. So I went from four ninety five <laughs> to take home nine fifty. <laughs> he goes, come, come on, I walk now. See, the Bible says, "Be humble as a dove and wise." He <laughs> said, "To be a dumb, he'd be a doormat." He said, "You know, he gives us bones to step in and, and proclaim." <laughs> if you don't have the one, how you going to proclaim? <laughs> I want the whole, I'm going to do the whole thing. I want the full pay. Oh, come on. Walk into it. I just did. I walked into it. <clears throat> Give me what belongs to me. Not asking. Guess what? He gave it to me. Amen. The boss who, who went on campaign for me to be the next manager in this place is a Muslim guy. Men, I'm telling you, Tony is doing some awesome things here on Monday. And you guys are missing it. I got I to say it from here. 
because he's a Muslim, the other co-worker is a Muslim, and we got into a conversation about when they killed that, that Congress guy overseas uh, uh, because of that movie, which I never even got to see. And, and I just happened to walk into the conversation, and they were talking, and, uh, and I said, well, listen, I, I don't understand why, but I do understand. I, I'm against that. They killed this man because he had nothing to do with the movie. They got away agreement, and the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I said, by the way, you know, have you ever read the Quran? Well, my friend, no, 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 no. Have you ever read the Quran? No? Have you ever read the Quran? No. Two Muslims fighting uh, or defending their belief but never read the Quran. So I'm saying, let me tell you what the Quran says. It says this, 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 this. And you know what? It says this, 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 this. And they're like, you don't believe me? Open up your Quran. Oh, wait a minute. Do you have a Quran? <laughs> I went in the room and I said, Tony, thank you. <laughs> because he showed me it. I was telling the Muslims that they don't know what they're talking about. I was telling them what's in their Quran that they were blown away. Then they started saying, well, I don't believe that. You know what the Quran says about what you don't believe? That you don't believe because you, you don't know or your ignorance to it. They went, well, no, no. Don't take my word. Read it for yourself. Now imagine a Christian trying to talk to other people about something he doesn't know. And that's why we have people out here that some of these people out here know more than the average Christian. And we're going to go witness or we're scared to witness because we know that some of the people that we're going to run into actually knows more of the one than we do. But if we're being obedient to God. <laughs> but I've just finished reading so well, 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 well. <laughs> God imparts revelation to the doer of his word. Discernment comes to those who obey and do. So even though they have a greater degree, even though they may have a little more understanding than the word of God, you got the Holy Ghost. That it brings revelation at the moment and you can bring it down. So once you're being obedient to the call of God, what is your call? Well, I was called to be an elder now. I was called to be an evangelist now. You were called to be a child of the almighty king. You were called to have a relationship with your father. You were called to be obedient to your master. Wow, miracle. It filled up. Thank you. Get that turn the page. <clears throat> Trying to calm down. All Christians' growth is through obedience. All Christians grow. <laughs> this is a good one. I was once asked. Uh, Although I have a problem, I have a situation, I, I want you to help me. I said, sure, how could I help you? Well, I'm always constantly lying, you know. I catch myself and telling a lie to cover for another lie. You know, could you give me, could you help me? Oh, you want some insight, some revelation? He said, yeah. Okay, it's very simple. What if the Lord is giving it to me right now? He goes, yeah, start telling the truth. <laughs> and you will never lie anymore. See, they were looking for me to give them this great revelation that they're going to apply. Oh, yeah, and I get the understanding. And all of a sudden, bing, automatically, I'm, I'm going to be obedient. I'm not going to lie anymore. No, just stop lying. Tell the truth. Did you take it? Yes, I did. Just say it. 
See, I'm too scared or they're too scared of what she or he's going to say about me, but not worrying about their creator. So if I say, Lord, I'm not lying anymore, even though he might lose my... Listen, I've been in those situations that I had to go to before the bus, and I tell him this. I stole the 200. Because you stole from me, I stole from you. Look at the reasoning, how I lied to myself. I justify an eye for an eye, a tooth for the tooth. You did to me, so I did to you. you know? But before I did that, I struggled three days with that. Three days I went before the Lord. Oh, but if I lose this job, that was the biggest job. If I, so this was years ago, okay? <laughs> Lord, if I go to my boss and I tell him that I, that I robbed him, I'll lose my job. How am I going to provide for my family for three days? And at that time, I was going to Bible College in Bay Ridge. Get in my car, turn the radio, I'm listening. Let me just listen to Christian music. I'm driving. And the DJ... Saying, yo, I don't know who's this for. I usually don't do this, but God says, why are you waiting for to do what I tell you to do? I'm like, don't change that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I go to class, and the professor's teaching, and she's writing on the board. She goes, I don't know who's this for, but God says, what are you waiting for? I don't know what that means. Okay, keep going. For three days. Three days later, I sat with my wife and said, honey, she goes, no, you can't do that. I already been did it for three days, baby, for three days. <laughs> So here's the fourth day. I'm going to walk into his office, and that's the door entrance of his door. And he's, he's sitting there, and I'm going. You sure? <laughs> you know? It's easy to talk faith. It's easy to talk and, and, and walk by the door, but walk in. And I say, Vic, I mean, Peter, can I, can I talk to you? He goes, what's wrong? Close the door, sat down. And I started sharing with him. Six years ago, six months ago, I gave my heart to the Lord. He's, he's, he's Jewish. And we're talking, you know. And I'm sharing with him. And I said, you know, those 200 bucks you, you're looking for, I, I took it. Because I felt that you robbed me from this. So I justified it by stealing this. I said, you know, you know I just I had to be clean. Like I said, I, I, I want to be right before God. So do whatever you have to do. And I put my head down. I said, here comes the hammer. You know what he did? He started asking me for forgiveness. He started saying, I, well, I mistreated you and I done this. Can you forgive me? I went. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm out of you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and when it finished, I said, I still want to pay you back to 200. Yeah. Could you do me a favor? Could you take 50 every week for me? He says, yeah. Could you start next week? <laughs> he, he said, yeah. I ran to the bathroom, threw myself on the floor. And I said, Lord. You are awesome. You are awesome. You are awesome. See, we even put faith above obedience. I, I, that was a, f- a faith walk. But if I'm not being obedient to what he's telling me to do, <laughs> I could be walking faithfully, foolishly. Yeah, that came down real quick. Let me catch you. <laughs> What did I say? (laughs) I said you could be walking faithfully, foolishly. God is good. He is faithful. He is patient. Because either one of us would have raised each other a long time ago. Long time ago. 
See, but God, who was it, TDJ said, God with one glance can, can see your past, your present, and your future. See, we see here, well, well, psh, no good, next. But God says, I see where he came, I see where he's at, and I see where he's going. He says, mercy. <laughs> yeah, they, we serve a God that doesn't look of us now. He sees into our future. When he looks into you, he goes, I see an awesome daughter of mine. <laughs> and in several months, she'll be here. But by the time she finished that walk, she'll be here with me. Sometimes he says, wait up, I got to move some things because I don't want this to slow you down. He said, but Lord, what are you doing? Cutting out what you don't need. So awesome. Then you know what we do? <laughs> Look what I did. God goes, you just went back to something. <laughs> you know? No one here could boast. I don't care who you are. TDJ's, Shamba, my apostle Victor Nazario, who I love and will take a shot for, he's, but he didn't die for me. He's not my God. He's not my God. He's the one and only. Then when everybody looked at me, saw a mess, he said, I see something in you. 20 years ago when I approached him, he told me, he says, I pray for you. I says, Lord, what's up, what's, what's up with us? He took me in when nobody else would. The cornerstone rejected. He goes, no, there's something here. Because God reveals something to him. What God is revealing to you about someone that you're refusing to impart or cultivate. You think God gives you all that for you can walk around? I made it. He gives you that for you can give it to someone else. Being obedient to the call of servant unto God. I am a slave unto the gospel. I am a slave unto the gospel. I was a slave unto sin. And enjoyed it. Hey, come on, man. Let's be real. Sin was good. It was fun. Felt good to the flesh. Party. Let's be real. Let's be real. But there's still no comparisons to a speck of God. To a speck of God. Am I going slow enough? Thank you. This just came, isn't it? We're too busy trying to be all that that we forget how to serve those who are over us. I learned... Because wherever the pastor went, I was. I got your back, sir. I'll get your coat, sir. You hungry? I got your sandwich, sir. No, no, sit down. Don't move, sir. You got to be with? I'll pick you up, sir. Oh, look at the pastor's back. Kisses. You call it what you want. But I was applying a principle without even knowing it. Because he believed in me. I, I wanted to serve my father. I wanted something that he had that he understood what it was. But I say, I want what he got. So the only way I can get what he has, I got to spend time with him. Whoa, that speaks deep. I want what God wants for me. And the only way I can get what God wants for me is if I spend time with God. Come on. At 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, dropping him off, then going home, 
taking a shower, getting up two hours later and going to work. Ross, are you okay? I'm where I need to be. I need to be beside you. What you need, I will provide. Whatever it is. Some here call me suckers. Now y'all, they're gone. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather be a sucker for God anytime. Anytime. Because there's a principle impartation. And to get that impartation, you have to be obedient. You have to remember that you were a servant. And, and, and they say, today I become, okay, I'm the elder. I become the elder. And all I am is an elder servant. <laughs> More responsibility unto God to make sure that I'm living the principal life to you. So whatever title you have or don't have, guess what? You still have the responsibility to be a witness unto those around you. So my obedience causes me to not just worship, but to love worship. Not to just read, but causes me to understand and love to study his word. Oh, but you know, I'm I'm not a studier. That's because you're not operating obedience. Because it goes against the natural. It goes against the desire of the flesh and the hunger and the need. And the entertainment that he decides. He's saying no to all that. Principle of faith. No, of fasting. Fasting, biblical fasting, is no food. But if I st- go, okay, give me a teaching on fasting. Oh, I fast last week. Well, break up. What you fast? I fast from TV. <laughs> I fast from my cell phone. So, okay, good. You put some discipline on you. Where's the fasting? That's not going to bring you closer to God. Because denying food is denying the, to the flesh. You're telling your flesh, shut up. I don't care what you want. You're not going to get what you want. I'm going to get what I need. That's what's fasting for. Tithes, giving tithes. God don't need your money. What's money money made out of? Paper. What paper comes from? Trees. He's the, he calls up a tree here and next one down there. He don't need trees. He created it. But he says, give me your money. Why? Because there's a principle of obedience there. And if you read what it says, because you are being obedient and giving me the tenth, or one-tenth of what we made, he says he opens the window and pours out such blessing that we will not have enough room to sustain it. The next verse, the very next verse is the one I, I, I go, yeah. Because... You're being obedient to it. He says, I put a hub over you. I put a protection over you. Everything you have can't be turned. You just became Joe. You just became Joe. Everything you got will be protected. Your clothes will last longer. Your health will be longer. People will be jealous of you. Body of Christ. And they'll talk about you. But it doesn't matter. You know why? Because you're dead to the world. Let's go fast forward, man. I only got five minutes. <laughs> I spoke about faith. <laughs> you know, e- e- even, oh, I was going to worship or deliverance. Deliverance, man. It's going to deliverance. Deliverance. 
You know, worship this morning was awesome. But I, you know, I, I was like, I, I didn't know how to handle it. It was like overwhelming. I was like, oh, God, oh, God. I had literally had to sit here and pull myself away because to calm myself down because I really wanted to share my heart with you guys. But I was observing some of you guys, and I'm going, oh, man, look at him. Oh, hey, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with her? What's wrong with him? It's because, see, they may know part of the word here and there. They may even get some understanding here, but they're not practicing that missing ingredient of obedience. Because if you're being obedient, worship is not for you. <laughs> worship is coming to an understanding that you're coming to the one, that the only one that loved you and protected you. And because of his will, you're here. So your, your worship is being thankful that I could, should have been a statistic. Instead of being a statistic, I'm a, oh, Jesus, thank you. I'm getting to the understanding that there's nothing you cannot do in Christ because he who abides in me is greater than abides in the world. I, I'm compelled to worship because I'm thankful. I woke up this morning. I got a job. Even though the whole world went against me, God is still standing with me. Deliverance. <coughs> deliverance, man. So much misunderstanding about deliverance. In the name of Jesus, come out. In the name of Jesus that Paul preached on, come out. No relationship with the Father and so. But we want to use the word of God. As hocus pocus. You know, most Christians who are transferred from the darkness into the light may need a form of deliverance here and there. But you automatically go to a deliverance by yourself if you begin to apply the principle of God automatically. Because if once you become obedience to God, you close the doors of the influencer to come in. You don't need pastor so-and-so or elder so-and-so or minister so-and-so. All you need is the word of God. And taking the word of God as hocus pocus, you're always going to be in your situation. Going from deliverance to deliverance, from service to service, from blessings to blessings. And never achieving that what God called you to be. But once you become obedient to the word of God, you yourself can command the demon to flee from you. And he must flee. Because you close the doors of authority that you gave him to enter. See, this little word obedience is bigger than what you think. And once it's put back in this biblical place, man, nothing. There's nothing you cannot do. Because you're operating in the principle of God. Now you're operating in the will of God. There's nothing you cannot do. Nothing. Let me see. Get back. <laughs> The greatest enemy we have is time. <laughs> Be still. Stop. <laughs> Thank you. Listen. It is a good word. You know why? Because it wasn't mine. It was God's. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that you're looking at a cornerstone that was rejected. You're looking at 
And I confessed to you before about my reading and writing ability. But what I did not tell you, that the years that I went, because people are cruel, and they'll burn you, and they'll mock you, and they'll laugh at you. I had a 10-foot wall. You couldn't touch me because I had to protect me. I couldn't let you know what I was going through because I didn't believe you had my back, even though you sat in my back. And when I, many times I opened to you, and I saw you back there talking to Joe and John and Peter about this guy. He said, you can't even read it, dummy. So I had a, this wall around me that I wasn't going to let you in, even though you said you're a child of God. Because Christians were my greatest enemies. So it took years of me understanding that I had to break that wall. Because if I don't break the wall, I can't let him in. And if I don't let him in, I will never be real with you. Because I can't trust you. You know why? <laughs> I don't care if you believe in me. Do I understand what I'm trying to say? I don't need to trust you. I trust him. <laughs> and if this is okay, this will flow because he will draw to me those that have his heart. That's when discernment kicks in. Does that mean, yeah, she real, she fake. No, it does not mean that. It means she real, I could be a certain way with her. It means I have to win her over. I have to make her real by showing her my boo-boos and saying, see what God took me from. So once I get her to understand, I'm not all that by myself. I'm all that because he says so. Now she's no longer a threat to herself because as long as she can't accept me, she can't accept Jesus. And that don't make sense. Yes, it does because I'm a creation of Jesus. And we're all children of God. And, you know, it's naturally that families... You know, we fight and argue. That's a natural thing. You know, my, my two, I have my two granddaughters with me. One minute, they're, ah, the next minute, they're hugging and kissing each other. That's normal. But when it comes to a point that they're plotting against each other, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole different level of deception. That's all that is. Deception. Not understanding. Here goes my brother in Christ. And what he lacks, and I know about it, I'm supposed to help him. Because he put someone in my life to help me. Pass it on. Be obedient to the call of God. Be the good shepherd. See the homeless in the street? Give me your last $10. Because I'm not depending on that $10 to get my meal. I'm not even depending on the job to get my money. He's my provider. He's my provider. There's a word that was spoken over me a couple of years back by Cindy Jacobs. Everybody knows who Cindy Jacobs is? Yeah. Everybody knows who Cindy Jacobs? Cindy Jacobs, oh man, she goes in and speaks to presidents, kings. You know, she's the one that prophesied uh, the, 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 the 9 11, the, uh, the, man, what was that thing where they, they were killing those youths in school? Colorado. She, she, she prophesied that. And she went to the area and told them. You know what they said? You're a nut. All but one group says, we're going to start fasting and praying like she's saying. Every other place that said she was nut, it got swapped by killing. Those that stood and started praying, it passed over. She's credible. This is the word she gave me. And it's not because I'm all that. It's because of principle I was practicing. 
I gotta always let everybody know I'm not trying to boast in me. I'm much boasting on him. Okay, I boast on him too. <laughs> he said, Ross, the Lord loves you. <laughs> of course I want to hear that. <laughs> you know? You know? He said, no, I see millions, millions, millions. You know when she told me that? I've never been more broke in my life. <laughs> because I didn't understand that I had to go to a trial now. And I was listening to a, a, a CD. I wish you guys wanted to hear it. I want the guys to get together here. Actually, I want everybody to hear it. And uh, the speaker was uh, Jesse. Yes, that's my boy. And he spoke on a principle that I was practicing, but I didn't even know it. And somehow, somewhere down the line, I stopped practicing it fully without even realizing it. And it talks about the, f- uh, uh, the, pr- uh, the principles of prosperity. Time. First fruits and offering, arms and seeds. Mm-hmm. And when I heard it, I went, something in my spirit went, boom, yeah. And I called my wife and I said, babe, I got it. She goes, what do you mean? I'm always saying that you first got to receive it before you can receive it. She goes, I received a million. She goes, what do you mean? I see it. I understand where it's coming from now. See, I thought he was going to give me some revelation and I was going to come up with some crazy invention. No. He's going to open doors that he's going to blow me away because I'm going to practice the four principles. And you know what? It's not only for me. It's for you. For you. It's for you. Because God is a giver to those that become givers. And God will not be outgiven. Press down, shake it together, overflowing where you give. Oh, no, this is just for you, not for them. No, that's for whoever practices his principle. So I said, I receive it. Two weeks later, I got the job. I got a $20,000 raise. I was wrong. I told you 18. Sorry. I had to do the calculation. (laughs) $20,000 raise. I went, (laughs) hey, honey. (laughs) The more than the conqueror. But I said, you know what? No, honey, that's not the million. That's, that's not it. That's not the million. Excuse me. That's not what I saw. This, this, is, not even the, this is just the beginning foundation of the plate that's going to be poured into. That's not the million. See, because the million is going to come not for me to boast. Because he knows my heart. He knows I'll give it right back to the ministry. Calvary will never lack. Every true church out there will not lack. Because if he gives me millions, it's for me to share it with the world. And guess what? I'll give the 90 and keep the 10. What's 10% of 100 million? 10 million. Take the 90, Lord. I'll take 10 million. And no problem. Where do I sign? <laughs> because he knows my heart. He knows my heart. And this is not what I'm saying. He knows my heart. I have gotten money and I gave it away. And every time I gave it away, remember the testimony that I lost my job and I went for a week, two weeks, wandering, crying. At 3 o'clock in the morning, the family is sleeping. I'm in the living room crying. Oh, God, what am I going to do? How am I going to my family? Oh, my God. The count's getting low and low and low. Two and a half weeks later, he, I went, wow. <laughs> he goes, what are you doing complaining? And I went, my God, you're right. Forgive me for being so foolish. I started worshiping him and praising him. You see, because the Bible says, because I give my tithes, he opens the windows of heaven. There'll be such a blessing, right? But then the next verse, it says, it's a protection. 
See, I already had an account filled in and I didn't realize it. Because all of a sudden after I started repenting, weeks later, checks were coming in the mail. Come on, I told you about this. And now 150, 1,500, 1,000 were coming in. My wife would call me, honey, a check come in. What did I do? Cash it, baby. And I'm expecting it to happen again. Why? Because I see it in my spirit. Now it's compelled to be manifested. Because see, if I get 1,000, he's not going to get 10%. I'm going to give him the 90. It and if I could give them the 90 of 1,000, he said, okay, here's a million. What are you going to do? Here's 900,000. I'll take the 1,000. I don't care. Well, I'm going to give you 10 million. I'll take the million. You take 9 million, Lord. I can trust this guy. Let me give him the billion. Money is like everything else. You need anointing to handle it or it overwhelms you. It's a tool that God gives us to bring Him glory. So if He can find a heart that He can trust, the billions don't mean nothing. Because He knows that His heart is not about the money. His heart is about bringing glory to the Father. I know I passed, right? I'm sorry. Okay. Till next time. <laughs> wow. So I pray today that what I'm saying is not tickling your intellect or leave and say, oh, man, that sounded good, that you will take the understanding of that and go before God and say, Lord, just in case I really don't know or I've been that deceived and not understand, show me where I'm missing it. And now you're talking his heart. And he will show you. He will show you where you blew it. Because he wants you to get back on track and be who he called you to be. The one that doesn't want you on track is the hater of your soul, not your neighbor. The hater of his soul, he has a name, Lucifer. The devil himself and his falling angels doesn't want you to get back on track. Because he knows if you get back on track, then you become dangerous again. So the lover of your soul, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and shed his blood for you, says, yes, I will show you because I want you to come back. Because there's things that I have for you to fulfill. You haven't conceived it yet because you're still... Dabbing with self-deception. Let me remove that from you. Reject it. Walk away from it. So I can put my coat upon you. Of blessings and new revelations. Then, then you can go to the enemy. And stand behind me. So I pray that you receive this. And put yourself in check. You don't need to go to no one. You don't need to have anybody lay hands on you. Go straight to the source of the Father. Amen.